Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. And God spoke to my heart and said, the next time you preach, I want you to preach this message. And so then Charles called me the other day, my son-in-law, and that message, I said, okay, I'll preach it. But I got up Sunday morning and I started reading it, studying a little bit, and God made two messages on my heart. Well, I thought I knew which one I was supposed to preach because God had already spoke to him and said, you preach this one the next time you preach. I got down to Swansea, I got, got down at the church, and Charles said, uh, Dad's rabbi teaching Sunday school. And I was with two messages, didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> and I had a good time. I had a wild time. Amen. And people come and they go to church and they hardly know they've been there. They say, well, I went to church. And I don't know what happened, but I remember one, some fellow telling me the other day, they said, Richard, you should have been there. Oh, they had a time. We had a wonderful time. I said, what? Preacher, preach on. He looked at them and told them, why did preacher preach on? And it's three of them, not a one of them. And when y'all leave tonight, y'all won't know a thing I said. Unless you write it down. But God laid something on my heart, and I thank God for the privilege to preach. And last night, I went to camp meeting, and Joe Arthur was sitting there, and he shouted something out. Brother Colin, I got a message for you. And he scribbled out uttermost this and I left that at home. I wasn't expecting to preach tonight. He said, the next time you preach, preach on the word uttermost. He saves to the uttermost. 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 I got it all jotted down, but I ain't got it figured out yet. I got to look out the scripture. But I do have something that all of y'all are familiar with. If you know the Bible, and I'm sure you do, but I want you to turn to 1 Kings chapter 11. 1 Kings chapter 11. And we will learn something from God's Word. Don't ever get to the point where you think you have arrived and think everything is going your way. You find people, you ask them about Solomon, if I ask you tonight, that, uh, what do you think about Solomon? What do people say? Most of them say, he had many wives. It doesn't seem that he'd be very smart to have that many wives. But the Bible says he's a man of wisdom. He wrote some scripture. You wouldn't think he would ever fail if he the smartest Solomon was. And I thought about the two children that came down from upstairs one morning. And the little fella, I don't know whether he wanted to be smart or not, but he said, Mother asked him, what do you want to eat? He said, I want some 
blankety blank cornflakes. And she slapped him away from the table. And the other one stood up and said, what do you want? He said, I don't want what he wants. <laughs> and you find people today, they don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. They don't know where to go to get help. They go everywhere except the Word of God. And Solomon was a great man, but I'm glad that we find things in his life that are not good. And I look at other preachers and I know they never have problems. They never have any doubts. They never have any thing that they don't know what to do. And I think about uh, said when one of the great preachers was dying, he became a little restless. And, but he said that it was finally said heaven was getting closer and earth was receding. But you look at Psalm, and look in 1 Kings chapter 11. I want to look at these few verses tonight. 25 after 7 and I started about 5 minutes ago. And I want you to notice here in the Word of God, but, the Bible says, but King Solomon. You have something to think about there. It has some great things. All the good things that can be said about one person can be ruined by what? One word. Oh, he was pretty good, but he was going well, but he's a smart man, but and it sounds like a billy goat. But, 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 it sounds like a A model forward. But you look at this. But King Solomon, the Bible says, but King Solomon loved many strange women. Now, we find a lot of preachers will make fun of that and talk about strange women. And one man said, well, do you know a woman that's not strange? I do. There it is, an unusual one. And I tell you, uh, she's so loving until if she gets mad at me, she calls me hun. The highway patrolman said, do you have a nickname? I said, yes. He said, what is it? I said, hun. He said, who in the world calls you hun? I said, my wife. He said, what do other people call you? I said, I, you don't want to know. <laughs> but you find here, but Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Ariel. Where in the world would you go to get a wife? I was not looking for a wife for Solomon Mary Eve. And I was glad I, I, I had marriage on my mind pretty quick then. I said, that's the one I'm going to marry. Her dad says she's too young to date. I said, well, I can wait. Waited two whole years. The boy, I'll tell you what, it's been a wonderful life. Amen. And I'll tell you one, if you have one, that's all you need. That's more than you can control, perhaps. But you need one to control you. <laughs> With the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, oh my, that's them, the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Zonians, Hittites, of the nation concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will be a blessing. No, he didn't say that. Surely they will, wait a minute, what, you mean telling me that they would turn Solomon away from the Lord? A man like that, you, you can, you'd be turning them toward God. With the way things are going, it looks like people just turn into anything and everything right. that the world may have to offer. Right. 
they will turn away your heart after their gods. Glory to God. I'm glad tonight we don't need gods. One is enough. Amen. One is you, one you will never be able to understand everything about. And right here, Dr. Seidler said years ago that this is an artesian well. You will never get to the depth of it. You will never get to the wonderful things and the uh, things that God can correct and the things that God can do and the things that God can do for you. The Bible says here, they will turn and the Bible says the Moabites, all these, the Bible says neither shall they, they come in unto you for surely they will turn away your heart after their God Solomon played unto these in love. Now, we all love God supremely, but the Bible said He played to them in love. I'll tell you one thing. One thing I love about my wife is she loves the Lord. And she calls me hon if she gets mad at me. If she ever does, and I went and <laughs> just been married 62 years, you wouldn't really have anything to fuss about. But if she ever has anything to fuss about, and if you ever heard some of the fussing that went on, you probably think, look at all these things. But I'm saying, you turn to those in love. And I thank God for those that you can love and you can cherish and you can honor and you can obey them. And if you obey your wife, you'll be a lot happier person. Find out what they want to do and let them do it. And the Bible said they cleaved to them left and he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. Isn't that amazing? Don't let the women... Don't let the men, don't let the things of this world turn your heart away from God. Right. You make enemies a lot of time before he came to pass when Solomon was old. Now that's where I, I mean that's hit a sore spot right there. When Solomon was old. I thought 50 was old when I was 18. Yeah. But now, uh, 84 doesn't sound very old. But I know it's a lot closer to that end than it was from the beginning. But you look at all these things that his wives turned away his heart after other gods and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as was the heart of David his father. Well that's another thing you think about. David? You mean tell me that he was after God? Well the Bible says the man after God's own heart. But he lusted after another man's wife. And he had a man killed. And he thought you could cover it if you get somebody killed. Well, oh, it just happened to everybody. Yes, it does happen to everybody. But it doesn't happen according to God's will many times. It happens according to man's design. And man's desire and design. For Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Zidonians. Male come the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and went not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build a high place for Shemaj, the abomination of Moab in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burned incense and sacrificed unto their gods. Now notice verse 9, and the Lord is angry with Solomon. Is God happy with what you're doing? You know, I, I, I was in that prayer the other night. And, you know, we sing that. Have you ever sung that song, Sweet Hour of Prayer? Raise your hand if you have. You know it, you heard it. It is one thing to sing it, but I'll tell you one thing. 
Have you ever timed yourself? I've gone in to pray sometimes and I look at the clock and I say, well, it's in 10 minutes maybe, 15 minutes. But you get connected, an hour passes quickly. And you can come out singing, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that called me from a world of care. And bids me at my father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. But the Bible says, because his heart was turned away from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice, and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, but he kept not that which the Lord commanded. You know, if you did not read the Bible, you would not know, you would not ever dream that Solomon would be such a man. I look at some creatures, and I said, my, I wish I could be like them. And then I find out what they're going through. I said, Mama, Mama, I'm glad I'm not like them. I'm glad that God, and you know, I praise God daily, thanking God for what He's given me and also for what He's kept me from having. A lot of things I thought I wanted and thought I needed and had to have. But I'm glad that God knows what we need. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as it is done, of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee, and will give it to thy servant. You know what? I feel good about being the Baptist church. I feel happy. When I saw Brother Lawson, and he's not paying me to say this, but when I saw him, I prayed. And from the time I prayed, and I wasn't expecting it to work that quick, I would say, I'm going to retire. And in 12 days after I said that, I said, Mama, Lord, I, I was planning on resigning, but this is quick. I'll probably go two or three more months. But Barry Rapper said, Brother Cole, I know a man. And he gave his name, gave his name, number. And I couldn't sleep well that night. I said, I don't know where to call him. He said, call him. I called him the next morning. And Brother Lawson came, and I told him truth. From that day, 12 days, I went back and I said, Lord, that's the past that you have answered prayer for me, look like. I wasn't expecting to work that quick. But you know what? I turned in the book of Luke. When Simeon came in, and saw Jesus, the virgin-born Son of God, this came to my mind. He said, Thy servant can depart in peace. <laughs> For my eyes have seen thy salvation. I said, Praise God, I'm so glad I can leave in peace, knowing that God has sent Brother Lawson. Amen. And I said, Well, Moses came by a few years ago, and then Joshua came. I said, well, that's about the way it worked in the Bible. Moses first. When Moses came and said, Brother Caldwell, said, I heard that was an old man in Lexington may be ready to retire. I said, did God send you? If he did, I hope uh, he hadn't told me. And so he went on to Florida. And then Joshua came. Amen. I don't know what he, I, who came after Joshua? Caleb? <laughs> well, I said, I've got, I better get, and I said, well, 
Lord, I, I, I was thinking to retire, but not that quick. But I'm so glad to see somebody, more people here for him than there was when I was preaching. And I hope it fills up. I'm not jealous and I'm not trying to, I am so, I'm, I've been praising God. Amen. And I wish you would praise God together. Say hallelujah. The best is yet to come for those that are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The Bible says, and they will give it to thy servant. Notwithstanding in thy days, I will not do it for David's sake. And you notice here that somebody, somebody is going to be blessed after you leave. If you live right. If you do what God wants you to do, somebody is going to be blessed when you are gone. I was telling Tommy a while back, I said, Tommy, I love to see the moon when it's getting full. I don't like to see it when it's getting smaller and smaller, you know, waning. But I love to see it see the little sliver and it gets full, gets full, gets full. And I like to see the things of God and that it begins to flourish and people can see it but go and get bigger. And I love to see the place full. And I'm not jealous one bit. I am so thankful looking at this and I said my goodness 19 or 20 people show up and, and then some of them go, go, have problems and all this I said and thinking somebody said well that's what close the doors I don't tell you something get blessed my heart to see somebody else come in and all excited then what he does what he does he goes and gets sick he ain't supposed to do that so you got to pray for the preacher and I'm thankful for this and you know what the last few weeks uh I've had opportunities to preach, and I have opportunities to preach about every day. If you want a mission field, go to Walmart. If you want a mission field, go to the gas station. If you want a mission field, just stop by the side of the road and talk to somebody. That's what I've been doing, and I enjoy that. And somebody said, oh, uh, God's sent you. And I asked him about that. I said, isn't it wonderful that God sends the right person at the right time for the right people? And I'm praising God for the people that want to read the Bible and take the Word of God. And I'm glad. He said, I will not, uh, in that space, I will not do it for David, not for all sake. Aren't you glad? Hallelujah. I feel like shouting. You know what? My grandmother won my mother to the Lord. I never knew my grandmother. Praise God, she uh, was, was a saved person. And she knew the Lord. My mother said she was a godly person. And she died. I'm, I was born in number 10 of 11 children. And looking at that, I never knew my granddad. And I never did know, uh, well, I didn't know her grandmother. She lived to be 100. And she was at the house. And she said, a uh, preacher said, uh, she, she didn't call me preacher, uh, Alvin, she called me, well, she might have called me other names too, other than even Alvin. But she said, uh, I said, Granny, we're studying about Abraham Lincoln in school. She said, I was a little girl when he was president. Said it took us a long time to find out that he was dead. And she was a hundred years old. She died in 1951. I think it was 1951. And I thought about that. And if she had to live so long, and what she did is she went and got her burying clothes many years ago. And when her husband died, he was 63 years old. And she said, well, I might as well get my clothes together. I'm, I'll be gone long. And she lived 40 years after her husband died. And the malls came and said, there ain't nobody using these clothes. 
They went in there to get the clothes and they, the malls had eaten them up. And maybe if you got your clothes hung up to be buried in, maybe just let the malls have them. Jesus comes in, in and you don't care who has them. But she, uh, I did not know them. But you know what? I am so thankful on my mother's side. They told about Jesus. Amen. My grandmother told my mother, said, I went to heaven. She was in a coma. And they thought she was, said she was dying. And the doctor said, well, see, it's gone. But all of a sudden she looked around. She said, where am I? She said, I was in heaven. And I was, that Jesus told me my work wasn't finished. And boy, when she saw heaven, she wanted to go home. She said, I'm ready to go. I'm longing to go. My mother looked at her and kind of scared my mother. She said, oh my goodness, here's somebody talking about she's been in heaven. She said, you, you've been laying in this bed. She said, no, said, I was in heaven. And said, Jesus was talking to me and, and he was blessing me. And my mother said, well, well calm it down. You better calm it down a little bit. And she said, Jesus said, you have to go back to earth. Your work is not finished. And my mother said, my grandmother looked at her and said, Anna, said, uh, Jesus told me my work wasn't finished. And here I am sick, in the bed, can't go anywhere. Said, he didn't tell me, how in the world can I go anywhere, do anything? I'm in this condition. And my mother said, you can tell people about Jesus. And my mother said, everybody that came to see her <laughs> till the day she died. She said, let me tell you about Jesus. She said, I was in heaven and Jesus told me to come back and I have to tell the story. And people got saved by her testimony lying in the bed. And we are scared to tell somebody about Jesus and we can walk the street and we can tell them about Jesus Christ. I'm glad we can have something to tell and I'm glad we got something worth telling because of God's amazing grace. You say, preacher, what's that have to do? You'll be blessed today because of my grandmother. She's been gone a long time. And I remember going to see my mother shortly before she passed away. And I said, Mama, I said, you know you're dying. And I said, I'm going to be preaching. I started preaching shortly before that. And I said, Mama, I said, uh, I'll be preaching. I want to tell people how you feel about heaven and dying now. She said, I'm looking forward they're going to be with Jesus. I said, no, wait a minute. The ambulance and praise God. She said, I'm going to heaven. And I'm th and you know what? You're still being blessed because somebody told me about Jesus Christ and you never met them. You didn't know them. And I'm glad, glory to God, we can have somebody can rejoice and praise the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm glad when I'm gone, I want somebody to look up at the moon and say, I remember that. And I want them to look up at the stars and say, one day we'll see the glory land. And I'm glad we can look at the praises of God and listen to what God has done. And glory to God, we could be like Solomon said, that about Solomon, the half was not told. And I'm glad we can look at what God has done, knowing what God is doing. And so we find the Bible says here, I will rent, rent it out of my hand of my sons. Wait a minute. I hope that what I'm leaving, that Tommy and Lewis and Timothy may run a belt, and, I'm leaving, and the in-laws and a few outlaws, if you look at all of that, I'm thankful for the privilege that I want to be in the hand. I hope God doesn't come on and say, okay, Tommy, I can't trust you anymore. Okay, Cody, we can't trust you anymore. You got to the point, you got too smart, you got too big, and all that. You find people, 
God has said, you never get too little for God to use, but some people get too big. I'm thanking God for every day what He's given me and how He blessed me. And I'll tell you one thing, looking up and down the highways and dead was over there and thinking about somebody coming from Columbia to Pomeria to get my dad to bring him to Columbia to hear J. Harold Smith preach. And uh, J. Harold Smith went back to him and said, Don't you want to get saved? My daddy said, Yes, 75. My praise God, 65, 75. He died at the age of 85. And I baptized him. He didn't get baptized quickly. And I said, Dad, why did you wait so long? I started preaching. And he came and said, Son, I want to get baptized. I said, Daddy, you've been saved all this time. Why don't you get baptized when these other preachers were? He said, Well, he said, I don't think it's good for a man to chew a bath and uh, you know, get baptized. He said, I was chewing a bath and I, he said, I gave it up. He came up out of the fish farm. And I remember what he said. He said, Woo-wee! I feel like I can fly away. Well, one day we will fly away. Some glad morning we shall fly away. And I'm glad... You look at the heritage. I'm thanking God for a mom and dad that stood. I'm thanking God for grandma. She didn't, well, she heard about Jesus and a lot of people on my mama's side. I'm glad God brought it on this side. And I'm glad it got connected up to heaven. And I'm glad Central's never busy. I'm glad it's always on the line. And you can call heaven anytime. Sometimes say Slime is busy. Dr. Howell said he was riding along on a Monday morning trying to call his mother, not remembering that she had already gone to heaven. He said, the phone rang, the phone rang, the phone rang. He said, oh my, I forgot mama's moved up home one day. I'll tell you something, when, I'm, when you're gone, what's going to happen? Are your children going to still stand? Are you going to stand until Jesus comes? But the Bible says that I won't bring it out of the hand of thy son. He said, I'll take it out of his hand, son. I hope God will bless Tommy and Lewis and Cynthia Mary Ann and Beverly and their spouse and their in-laws and all the rest of them and their children and their great-grandchildren as long as that. And it's very important that you leave something worthwhile. People well, how about you leave? They talked about a man. There he said, what did he leave? He left it all. He left everything. What do you have that's worthwhile? My mother said, I'm looking forward. They're going to be with Jesus. And I'm still thinking about this. When I graduated from school, they were giving us and predicting what everybody was going to do. And they were going to give them a prize. And of all things, they gave me a pipe. And they said, we predict and we, pre- we prophesy that you are going to be a newscaster. Gabriel Heater, or maybe Edward Almer, or some of those books. I don't know. And I think we didn't have a television or anything, but they said, you are going to be somebody giving the news and said, between the news broadcast, you can be smoking the pipe and enjoying the leisure time. And I went back to our class reunions and I told them I had my pocket full of gospel tracks. And I got up there and they were asking all the different ones what happened. And one said, well, my daughter's in the movies and I hope she makes a success. And somebody said, well, so-and-so did this and I hope everything works pretty good. And they got to me and said, well, okay, your turn. I said, well, you folks said I was going to be somebody giving the news. And I said, hallelujah, I've been giving the good news. And I said, I want to give every one of you the gospel and let every one of you hear the gospel that Jesus saves and all of you get saved. Amen. But I didn't smoke my pipe. I thought, how smart were they telling me that you're going to be somebody to give them the news. 
I said, praise God, have some news worth giving. That's right. I went to church and, my goodness, what in the world did the preacher, what did he say, what did he mean? But the Bible said, how be it, I will not read. He said, I'll get it out of your son's hand. I hope God continues with Tommy and, and then his children and, and the other children. I hope these others get a husband or a wife and get on the ball, get rolling, get moving because of God's amazing grace. Everybody needs somebody to carry on for the glory of God and it's a lot better. And you know what? We have a two-horse wagon. Anybody know the difference in a two-horse and a one-horse wagon? One horse, you got two got they in the middle. But you get two, you got to put one on each side, you have we had two mules. And I'll tell you what, it's hard for them to pull. And when one of the mules died, boy, they died, and they died from old age. And I had one. And we, me and my sisters, out picking cotton. And we decided to go get the wagon and haul the cotton. Violet and Pearl said, Well, said, uh, we ain't got but one mule. I said, well, That's okay. We hitched up either to one side. But we had to walk along on the other side because the tongue wants to go this way because it doesn't balance up without two. That's right. Yes. Get me? Yes, sir. Husband and wife. Not shacked up and all, but husband and wife. Man and woman. And so the horse is pulled. Praise God, when both of them are pulling, it goes smooth. But once trying to pull, we had to walk along and we said, this ain't as much fun as we thought. It's more trouble to try to keep the wagon straight if you don't have a one. And praise God, it's a lot easier to roll when you've got two. Amen. Amen. I wasn't planning that. That wasn't in the news. How be it? And the Lord stirred up an adversary under Solomon. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. The Edomite. The, he was of the king's seed in Edom. For it came to pass when David was in Edom and Joab, the captain of the host, was gone up to bury the slain after he had smitten every male in Edom for six months to Joab remain there with all Israel until he had cut off every male in Edom. That he had fled. He and certain Edomites of his father's servants with him to go into Egypt. He had been yet a little child. And they arose out of Midian and came to Paran. And they took men with them out of Paran. And they came number one are standing for what's right. Don't let it be said, and this is happening, and I hear it so much. People say, well, they started out well. And they got older and they would do things they would not do when they were younger. You know what? When I got out of high school and I was working in a, a building power lines and I would go out and I would get uh, take my shirt off and work out there and I would, boy, I would show my muscles and I had, boy, they were pumping up there. Me and Cecil and John working up there in Wakesboro, North Carolina and they had a lot of rock. It was a lot of dynamite and blasting. It was the toughest place I've ever seen. And I was out there digging for uh, anchors and all that stuff. And I would go out without a shirt. When God called me to preach and I got filled with the Holy Ghost, it leaked out a few times. But I was having a good time. But I couldn't even go to the mailbox without a shirt. God said, I don't want to. And I'd go in there to pray. And I looked down there and I had on my shorts. And God said, I don't want to see your nakedness. I said, God, you can see everything if I got clothes on. He said, put on some clothes. 
just as clear as anything. I cannot go to pray. If I kneel down to pray at night, I put on, I don't sleep in pajamas. I mean, I, well, I'm going to tell you how to sleep. But I don't even want to uh, go there without God said, I don't want to see your negative. And I said, well, God, you can see everything all the time. You can see it in the darkness. But I'm saying here, the, body's, the Bible said your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And people want to show it off. And people want to demonstrate how they can do this and do that. But God has certain standards and say, things that God would work in people's lives. And sometimes you lower the bar a little bit. You don't intend for it to go way, way, way down. And you don't intend to go that direction. And some people don't intend to become a drunk. Just taste it. And the man told me, he said, go with me up on the Lake Muller. And said, you can, we've we got drinking. We've got women. I said, I have a woman. He said, which one you want? I said, I already picked that. And she's at home. Amen. And I said, if I'm going to have a good time, I want to be sober and know what it's all about. I want to be dressed properly. I want to be living right. I want to be serving God. And let people... And you know what? You're not going to be a, a channel. You're not going to be one thing here and something else over here and please God. Be the same. Be what God wants you to be. And you look at all the things that God has done for us. And God will take the things that we have. And what is that in your hand? He said, Well, we've got a land here and five loaves of two pieces. Well, what is that among so many? Hallelujah. I'm glad God can take the little and take the small thing, take the things here and praise God and people can have something and it will last and it will speak. My goodness, what in the world uh, is happening? Well, God can bless and God can take the little things and God can take, and I'll tell you what, when you look at what God has done, how God has blessed you, why in the world would people want to change? People say, well, people saying. Telling about all the bad things about God. God is a God of mercy, God of grace, and God that loves sinners. And a woman told me she was a Catholic. I said, well, I'm not looking for Catholics. But if I can find a sinner, I have a good message. Do you know any sinners? She said, well, I'm not too good a Catholic. I said, are you bad enough? So I took the opportunity to tell her about Jesus. Amen. She said, some of the people I met, Catholics, are very bold. I said, so are some Baptists. But I said, God loves sinners. Yes, sir. And praise God, she took this. And even a, a preacher told me, said, he wanted the gospel tract. He said, they didn't tell me much about this soul and stuff when I went to, ch went to school. I said, well, I would hate to be in your congregation. Yes, sir. I said, bad enough to hear it and reject it is worse not to hear it. I said, notice the Bible said we're all sinners. The Bible said the wages of sin is death. The Bible said the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A man said, well, I believe in God. I said, so does the devil. The Bible said the devil believe and tremble. But I said it's a difference and call it on him for salvation and to believe that there is a God. But I'm glad we can see God's mercy and God's grace. And Solomon started well. He had a great heritage, even though his dad did not do everything right. And I never did see my dad drunk. He never did drink liquor. 
and he, uh, when he came up out of the water, he said, felt like he could fly away. And I'm thankful for the blessings of God, and I'm thankful for what God has given, and what God has entrusted to us, and what God has given to individuals. And I'm thankful for the presence and the power of Almighty God. So you find that it's important that you're right, know where you're going, know what you're doing. And this was told me about ten days ago. And, well, I tell you two things I don't like to talk about is religion and politics. I said, I love to talk about both of them. And if I didn't know any more about it than some people, I would keep my mouth shut too. You can't tell the difference between a Democrat and a devil. You can't tell the difference between a Republican or a Reformation. You can't, I mean, it's amazing. And they talk about tolerance. They're the most intolerant people you've ever seen. They can talk about how being kind and gentle. And then I saw the other day that they're going to want to kill a man for killing a baby, killing someone. And yet they murder millions of babies and they don't bat an eye and say, well, where's all the right? But I'm saying God's not going to change. God loves sinners and you must be born again. You must call upon the Lord. You must trust Him, receive Him. And I'm glad God can give eternal life to whoso will. And Joe Roberts was telling the preacher, but now you remember this is an outline, and he scribbled it down, and he scribbled on the paper that I was going to write down, Brother of Kenny, my Kenny Baldwin's. Boy, you talk about a preacher now. That man was letting a, letting a rip. But I'm thankful for God's mercy and grace. And I'm glad, and I, I saw, um, I don't know whether I ought to say this, but I saw a black woman, and I talked to her yesterday. I said, man, I'm going to tell you something. I said, I saw somebody your color that was preaching like I've never heard anybody preach. She said, so now? I said, he was wonderful. And I said, I don't know if I can give you a drink. She took what I said, people talk about color. Boy, if I could preach like that, I think I'd color myself like. What a man. He preached to me. What a message. What a man. And I'm thanking God for the people. And I'm thanking God for you folks. And I'm thanking God for the potential that you have. You can find somebody. Somebody can find somebody. And I stopped by the highway sometimes. I, I try to find out. I like for them to be going in a different direction. Every time I picked up somebody to talk to them about the Lord and going in the same direction, they want to know. Have you got a couple dollars I can have? But if I'm going in the opposite direction and stop, well, they don't use that for money as much as they would. Or they want me to take them to the next store. And so i got to get sanctified and get where I can be able to give them a dollar. But people, you can find people along the road and thank God for the people and opportunities that you have to tell the wonderful story of love. And when you're gone, I'm hoping that somebody will still be getting saved because you stood. I thank God for my mother, my grandmother, the people that I never did know, never did see. And thank God for J. Harold Smith that came to my dad. My mom said it was about, I think the township auditorium. I don't know, I might not be right on this. I think they said it seemed about three that it came my way. I'm thanking God for everybody that gets saved. I'm thanking God for everybody that walks with God. But I'm also thanking God for the one that included me. Aren't you glad Solomon 
love many strange women. God blessed him. And God, in spite of what good he did, you find a lot of bad. And you look at some preachers, and if you investigate, you'll find crooked preachers. You'll find some. Oh, why you don't want to go hear them preach? They'll beat you out of the out of the money. Be an honest person. Have the reputation. Give the news. Let the word go forth. Jesus saves. Tell people, come to Jesus. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com. Hey.